I am so excited to bring my one and only episode of July. It is the month of fabulous freedom and the magical guide to bliss. As you all know, this series, this podcast is based upon my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss, 366 insights of the day that follow the year from magic and i'm sorry from carpe diem in january to magic and miracles in december this is a show about transformation dreams inspiration true happiness discovering bliss and my favorite time to manifest the life of your dreams we are all just steps away from living the life we desire it's just time to wake up to a universe packed with possibility and before we begin i always invite my guests to pick a number set their intention and away we go so i'm getting the profound honor of introducing sejal she is a powerhouse not only is she the founder and chief civility officer of train extra as she grew up in her suburb of chicago she fought hatred and discrimination on a regular basis so she is a incredible powerhouse of justice as far as getting rid of ignorance insensitivity and bullying conduct of others that impact all of us when they actually go under our skin she is powering her own inner ninja and she will empower yours as well she is armed with knowledge she gained from these experiences and she teaches that harassment will not stop on its own it's up to all of us to be part of the fight to stop workplace harassment we cannot be complacent bystanders that's all of you nobody can sit by and stand by and watch things unfold they have to be a part of it welcome the change that we want to see in this world she is about changing the workplace and she is doing it one workplace at a time one person at a time so she is a passionate transformer and she's looking to set educational goals to replace civility by powering others to be part of the solution. Her goal, like I said, is to empower each employee to create a positive workplace. And on top of everything, you guys, she is a TEDx superstar. It is a must say, I will include the link and it is entitled, entitled The Pain, Power, and Paradox, uh, Paradox of Bias. So there you go. Do I have a powerhouse as my guest tonight? I'm so excited to welcome Sejal. How are you? And my God, do we need more positivity in the workplace these days, for sure. I can't believe this theme is so on point. Onward, freedom to create a new ending. This is our first stop, our first point of ability or possibility to start telling a different story and creating a better situation in this world where we all can make a difference and then we can rewrite the bad in our life so that they begin anew again. So how are you tonight, Sejal? How is everything going on your neck of the woods? <laughs> wow, that intro is killer. For sure. well, I mean, I Thank only, you. If it only matches who you are, I literally put in oh. words what what you are is so much more than the words that I spoke. So I can't, I really have been so excited to introduce everyone to you. And honestly, I wasn't going to do any shows in July because it was my freedom, but I said I had to have you because you're an amazing, amazing gift to everyone. So without further ado, tell me a little bit more about you. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me here. Like seriously, I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation and just kind of getting to know each other a little bit more. So a little bit about me, as you as you mentioned in my TEDx talk, I kind of talk about a little bit about my journey growing up. Um, I grew up in Chicago in a Italian neighborhood. 
Um, when my parents moved here, so I'm the daughter of immigrants. My parents are from India. And after they moved here, you know, it, it was a little rough growing up because we were the only Indian family. And so at a very young age, I dealt with bullying, harassment, all that stuff. Um, to, on top of that, too, I was dealing with things at home, right, because of my parents literally barely spoke any English. At home, it was like being in India, right? And you walk out your door and then you're in dealing with the American culture and almost like in a little Italy because in my town, they were all Italians, right? So talk about just not feeling, you know, welcome in either environment and trying to figure that out growing up. Yeah. So when you put all that together, um, social justice was something that was from a really young age, you know, I was able to, I feel like before, because of what I've gone through, pick up on people who had gone through pain like that, you know, yeah. and, and I don't know, I, when I talk to some people, they, they know what that's called. I haven't put a name on that, but I'm able to pick up on when other people feel like they don't fit in or they don't belong because yeah. I've always felt that way. So I wanted to be a voice for the marginalized and do what I could. So law school, was one of the things that I knew from an early age I was going to go. So I did. And the surprising part, though, just to the kind of the twist in my story, which is what I call the paradox in my talk, is that I think most people after hearing that part of my journey would have been like, you're going to be a plaintiff's attorney or you're going to represent the people, right, that have been victimized like you have. And I actually ended up doing the opposite. So I became the attorney that was a defense attorney. So now here I am representing people who are accused of harassing and, and bullying other people. Wow. And so that's the twist in my journey. Um, but all of that, and we can, we'll get into that a little bit more as we kind of get in the conversation, really has helped me make me do the work that I'm doing and everything you described in your intro, everything leads up to that point, right? So. So one of the things I really love about you and, 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 you know, I, I like to find, you know, our core of attorneys who literally jump out of where they were to do something, but you have significant experience in that realm. You have years of experience in that realm. So there's a lot of value in that foundation that you've set up for yourself that really is empowering you to do the job that you want to do your purpose and your calling here in this world. And, you know, I think that when we start off by even seeing that everything builds on itself you know i think that you know i love the the stones behind you they're all balanced you know this whole balance of life that we come here to learn and create and you know here suzanne is even saying no shame this is how we learn to see things from multiple perspective which i think is a great point because you can only see things through other perspective if you walk that part of your journey so i think that what you said as far as you know having that growth process when you're growing up in this you know both parts your your indian household your italian neighbor the neighborhood you're in it really builds the character of who you are today so you know i love the fact okay so this is great because the quote today is hey guess what you're the only creature with free will how does that feel that's kurt vonnegut who's like one of my favorites and i think that the perfect conversation for today is because you do not have to have a time machine to go back and change how things were you have the ability to start today and change what you can from within even if your past is peppered with shame blame all the game you know the whole thing is that you know we don't like and we're not proud of that trigger us but everything happened has made you who you are today and that you have the free will to decide how you get to use that with the resiliency to move forward and never give up so you know start from the you are free to make a brand new ending you know what is what are your thoughts 
on this coupled with your whole past experience in your present life right now it's so true and there are there are literally several defining points in my life where i had to make that choice you know of am i going to just surrender and be a victim because that is so much easier so much easier right uh, or am i going to overcome this and how do i do that and a lot of times you don't have that answer when you're making this important decision um so one you know and i have several of those but the first one that I can remember going back if I went all the way back is that situation I talked about in my TEDx talk where I, I talk about you know I and I dealt with a lot of bullying and harassment so there was name calling there was graffiti on our house there was our house would get TP'd all kinds of you know comments about my skin color and who I was and all of that stuff so but there was one incident that I talk about in that TEDx talk and that really just was one of those points where I'm like I need to make a decision and and i need to i need to make sure that i'm prepared to deal with the consequences of this decision um and so they had somebody had put a note on my locker that said go back to your country and um i was so pissed off and i felt this rage that like oh my god i, I mean like literally it was like that thing just exploding inside of me right and so so i was already feeling that way and then i went to the cafeteria and a, a, a girl started making fun of me and i just lost it man like, like i seriously just snapped right huh. and so um you know and and so i got suspended and this wasn't the, and here's the thing that kills me about that situation i was the one getting suspended for defending myself right and so yeah. this wasn't the first time that it happened right? this happened now this was the t like the last one and so that night, you know, you know, one of the reasons why I, I I did the TEDx talk was to raise awareness on the issue that people who are immigrants, they're either born here or immigrant children that are born here or come from somewhere else, there is like zero support for people that are going through that. Even today, like this was back, you know, years ago. And and so these kids don't have support. Who do you talk to? There's nobody at school you can talk to. Your friends really don't, you know, don't really get it. You don't have anybody at home. And so you just do the best you can to get through it. Right. And so I had been fighting out like I had been fighting back. I've been reacting to it like any normal teenager going through any kind of bullying or harassment. Right. I was angry, upset. And anybody that's been bullied, not just for my reason, but for any reason, could know that feeling of at some point you're going to snap. And that was that moment where I snapped. <laughs> you know, it was it. <laughs> and so I the only person I had was my dad. And so he would, you know, and he wasn't really even truly could understand what I was going through, right? And so, so I did that. But I remember that night I stayed up all night. I was seriously so angry. I just wanted to run out of my house and just run away, you know. And it was feeling like just like what do I do, you know? And so I kind of stayed up all night, just kind of thinking through things. I tried music. I tried everything to just calm myself down. I felt like my even my heart rate was elevated. And so, but that was one of those choices where that next morning. I had a choice to make because I was not going down the right path. Like seriously, I was gonna. I was. This was like the third or fourth time I got suspended. It was gonna only gonna get worse, you know. At this point, it's not like the bullying was gonna stop. Yeah. And so I just chose. I made that decision that I'm not gonna be a victim to the circumstances. I can't choose how I respond to the situation. And it wasn't easy. And I wasn't always perfect. It was ugly most of the time. Just trying to get through that. But I decided that. And so one of the things that helped me really get through it was I threw myself into the books. Right. I said I was just going to, you know, study all the time. I was going to just get the heck out of that house as quickly as I could. And I wasn't going to let the circumstances dictate, you know, how I was going to respond. So I just threw myself into the books and it worked, you know, so. 
that's one thing I did. Well, I, I think I did have an incident in high school or you know, maybe not even high school, maybe it was a middle school where I took a pencil and then someone was like making fun of me and I like stabbed him in the <laughs> hard. And I got in trouble. So I was like, what is, what, this doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem fair. But the bottom line is in society, there are a lot of things that happen that are not fair, right? That you, yeah. and what I learned is, you know, you have to, it's interesting how you became an attorney and I became an attorney because the bottom line is, you know, I'm going to be able to use my words to, you know, mm -hmm. advocate for myself and for other people. And even Andrew's saying, this is great stuff. And it's, and Suzanne, it's the only thing we can control our response. So it turns the power grid back to you that yeah. you have control over what it is that you do and the unfolding from there, which is kind of hard though as a kid, because who has that kind of, you know, um, agency at, at first. So I, you know, I, I do have to tell you, one of the things that I really love is my, my period of, of quotes. I, I get to share these quotes and these are the beautiful quotes that you shared with us. The first one you put is, let us sacrifice our today so that our children can have a better tomorrow. Tell me a little bit about this and what this means to you, because I think that this is on point following what you just said. Absolutely. You know, this really is the reason why I do what I do today. I mean, I, I have a nine-year-old son and, you know, that was the other, you know, when we talk about those defining moments where you have choices to make, that was the other defining moment in my life. An another one of those where, you know, he was a preemie. He came out six weeks early and he was born at four pounds, right? And the minute, Meg, my eyes laid on, eyes, my eyes laid on him, I was like, I'm not, I'm not working like a dog anymore. I'm done with the law firm life. I left a six figure salary and I said, I want to be at home with my son, period. And that, I made that decision then. And I've tried to do everything that I could since then to stay aligned to that goal. You know, every decision I made has to be so that I can be, but, but that, you know, along with that is as I see the world that we're in right now, and I'm like, I don't want him to get jaded and get hurt and, and see the kinds of things that we're seeing. And, you know, a lot of the people that I've connected with last year, you know, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Vivian Aka. You know, she holds these diversity conferences. She's doing the same thing. I think a lot of women are just coming up and men, too, and saying that we understand that we have to lead the way so that our children and whether it's my child or anybody's child, has a better tomorrow and that's the reason why we're doing it we may not see the payoff in our lifetime but it will happen and it is happening already i'm already my son like i was telling you before he saw everything was going on he's like what is wrong with well, why are people being this way towards each other right. so it's already happening and it's, if we just keep doing what we're doing it, it will happen i believe that so yeah no, i agree and i i do think that the greatest currency we could ever have is happiness and what guides that so the six figure seven figure you know while nice if you're burnt out you're lousy for that beautiful you know four pound miracle that came into the world there is really <laughs> what's the point at the end you're just like a mess so i love this too you either walk inside your story and own it or you stand outside your story and hustle for your worthiness. And Andrew is saying, um, as a point, in fact, good trouble here. So tell me a little bit about what this means to you as well. Well, you know, I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown, right? Like she's just awesome. I love her work. I've read all of her books. And so, but to me, when I when I look at this, it's 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 really about 
for a long time in my life, I struggled with this inner struggle of trying to fit in everywhere, trying not to stand out so that I don't get bullied or harassed or that I don't draw attention to who I am. And even at home, same thing. So, so, you know, it took a long time for me to just really get to the point. And I struggled with that because I, my, my inner core part of me is being who I am yeah. and so when I was put in all these situations and I was trying I was feeling like I was trying to fit in it it was a struggle for me because I was going against my normal grain I think for a lot of people right and so I interpret this quote to say you know the journey to getting to that point where you can say I'm going to be honest about what I've gone through the good and the bad all of that the flaws and everything and own that and say this is who I am and I'm not going to change those parts of me I'm not going to hide those parts of me no matter where I'm at you know and so it's it, it takes a while to get there and I feel like I've gotten there and I'm still continuing to work on that it's an I think it's a lifelong journey yeah. um, but I, I I think that the sooner that you can get to that point and, and see that the only way is to as you talk about you know and a lot of the stuff you you're out there saying is to embrace who you are and right. then move from there right yeah one of the things I read this morning I think it goes to your point is if you be authentic as you become the author of your own story, mm -hmm. then you have the authority to decide where you're going with it, which I loved. And I think it plays into what you're saying here. I loved everything that you just said. And then of course, we will be we will be known forever by the tracks we leave, clearly owning what legacy that we're leaving for the rest who come after us. Tell me a little bit about this as well. Yeah. And again, for me, it's all about I, I do what I can to be the best mother for my son, the best role model. And and just I've made it about him, you know, and so all my decisions get simpler. And I just want him to be able to look back, you know, when he's older and I'm not here anymore to say, wow, like that was my mom, you know, and if it, that's the legacy, everything else, who else remembers me is, is wonderful. And to know that I make an impact on people. But he's the he's the only one that I'm super hard. I'm working real hard to impress. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. You have your own little audience there just watching and oh, yeah. proud, proud of what you've made of your life because you did switch from an attorney, practicing attorney, litigator, to now you are chief civil, civil, civil how do you say, civility officer, which, you know, is really something that that is going to leave an incredible legacy based on your wisdom and now this is truly so profound the idea that some lives matter less is the root cause of all that is wrong with this world tell me about this this is awesome I truly believe that with my core, you know, and, and it's and again, it's not to blame anybody because I think we're just thrown into this type of mentality. It's, it's conquer, like divide and conquer kind of we're just thrown into it. But but honestly, you know, it always amazes me that when I go to like third world countries like India or South Africa and these people have nothing. And yet they're some of the kindest people I've ever met and they make you feel welcome, you know, even if you look like them or not. And so. But when you get, you know, to certain communities and cultures, it's like putting other people down, you know, and, and it's like that is the root cause of all the problems. Like when we first realize that there is no scarcity issue, right, there's plenty of it's in abundance what we all need to kind of get through our journeys. And and so, again, this is just I, I everything I do in my work, in my trainings and my workshops is all centered around trying to get people to see that we're all the same. You know, we're all interconnected. 
Yeah, I, I think that what you said, those two points, the abundance mentality is so important because if you are in an abundance mentality, then there's no scarcity. We all have the interconnectedness. I love those two concepts because I think when people start to shift around that perspective, it doesn't become it becomes less of us versus them to the collective. And and the, the bottom line is that we are individuals within the collective, but that's the beauty and the fruit of what we bring to the whole. And then of course, you know, you can either feel sorry for yourself or treat what has happened as a gift. Everything is either an opportunity to grow or an obstacle to keep you from growing. You get to choose, which is really what is the foundation of my favorite Wayne Dyer. I have to tell you, he was, I got to meet him. I loved meeting him. He is one of my, you know, wisdom gurus. Um, but tell me a little bit about what this means to you because I loved it. I'm so glad you picked it. Well, again, going back to the story, what we were talking about earlier, you know, it's like we can't control what's going to happen to us. You know, I mean, some people are born into privileged homes. Other people are not as lucky. We can't control a lot of things that happen. And, you know, you're so lucky you got to meet him in person. I didn't, but I've read a lot of his books and it's like we are, you know, we can't, we can't control all of that, but what we can do is control how we feel about it. We can try to control our emotions, our perspectives, and how we react to some of these situations. And that's going to happen to everybody, regardless of who you are. And that's the, again, but we are responsible for that. And, you know, I, I think the, the biggest thing that kind of, when I read this quote that jumps out at me is that we have a choice. And for me, like when I see that picture and stuff, for me, the choice is that I trust myself 100%. I can't trust anything else. I don't know what's going to happen. I can't control, but I can trust myself to make the right decisions for me. And, and so I just think that we need to own that, you know, and take control of the fact that we can choose and make different decisions. We're not, we don't have to be a victim to no, what's going on. So important. And, and to have that ability to trust yourself, knowing that you're, really truly gonna be okay as long as you follow your gut and your intuition you know, certainly and i think this story you know it's so funny because you know i was blessed to meet you by virtue of my brother from another mother andrew if you're out there still thank you i've enjoyed this connection because she's clearly a manifester and a powerhouse and you know but the fact of the matter is that he trusted his gut that he knew that we would get along and then he connected the two of us you know fellow recovering attorneys perhaps you know i don't know a lot around the energy of healing processing moving on the credible things that you're creating now you know that are just manifesting which is really I, I i said this to you at the outset of the show i said you know you are really magical sejal you you are clearly one of those people who brings things into the world by virtue of just setting out with the, the intention to see it come to fruition that's why i know everything that you touch is gonna be magical yeah, and the world a grand don't make me cry <laughs> it's true because you know it's so interesting when you see someone who's doing something like that you i don't do exactly what you do but i want to support you and support that so i think it's really important to call that out and you know and thank those who connect us to so we can do that and and that'll lead us to this beautiful quote as well surround yourself with people who push you to do and be better no drama or negativity just higher goals and higher motivation good times and positive energy no jealousy or hate simply bringing out the absolute best in each other and that's warren buffett and the reality of the story about this is that we are made better by others so tell me a little bit what you think about this 
Absolutely. But thank you so much for what you just said, by the way. And it's right back at you. I, I feel that same energy from you. Like every single thing you're doing is powerful as heck. And I'm going to be a cheerleader and support you every step of the way. So you've got me. Um, so this quote for me, you know, this is the hardest lesson. This is the lesson that it's taken me the longest to learn, honestly. Um, it took me a long time to figure out that we are a product of our environment. You know, I really, that, I fought this one. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I, what I've always tried to do is I fit into these different situations is forget my own identity in those situations. And so I wasn't really surrounding myself with the right people because again i was getting drawn to people that had struggled and and suffered you know struggled with belonging and so i was drawn to that which is just a natural it's who i'm going to be that's okay but i didn't surround myself people with people that were like purpose driven that were passionate that can also drive me forward, you know, and what I was doing. And so I always felt like I was, I felt like I, I've said this in my life too. It's like my wings are clipped, you know, and I've always had that feeling. And, but this last couple of years, you being one of these people that I've met, it's like insane. You know, I'm surrounded by just people that are on the same like-minded and doesn't mean that we're all doing the same thing, but just they're passionate, super passionate and they're following their calling and whatever that is. And it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. So, but I've struggled with this lesson. This is the number one lesson of my life that I've fought and resisted. Isn't it funny though that when we struggle, more opportunities to learn show up over and over again? Yeah. Okay, let's just learn this and move on. You know, it's like, okay, I don't need this extra, you know, pain point. I want it to actually be something that's going to embrace and give me more to the vision so you know with regard to this particular show i i do have to say one of my favorite things is to be surrounded by people who add to my life things that i don't know so i can learn more and more and you know i think it's funny because i think you know regardless of what story we're telling ourselves now we can always learn something i and i think about myself all the time it's like what makes me come alive what makes me more engaged in life interested you know some days i come with a very lackluster mentality some days i come with like oh my god this person just lit me on fire and i'm ready to take on the world it just depends on you know really who i'm surrounding or who i'm engaging with and then whether or not i can take that you know boost or whatever you want to call it and move on in a different way so you know when i when i i get people like you extraordinary people like you always say like, okay it's not just extraordinary it's extraordinary because bottom line is we all you know live breathe on this earth we all are walking it we all have to you know exist every day but then you bring something extra to the everyday so how do you help those who are waiting to have that spirit of learning to come alive and instead of following following blindly this path that they think that they're victim to they shift it around and use their skills their gifts and see their own value to help other people and serve other people moving forward in life that way I, for me, it's, I just, I'm talking about my story more, sharing what I've gone through, what I've learned. And that's a huge part of it. You know, it's just like saying, look, you're not alone. And as you start sharing your story, you realize that, yeah, like my struggle was hard for me, but that struggle was hard for you. And that struggle was hard for you. And all of a sudden you realize you're not alone in that pain. Like a lot of people have experienced it, even if it looks different, you know, it feels the same. 
And so, um, so I do that by just sharing my story. I do that in my work by doing my workshops on these topics so that I can help raise awareness of these issues that I think are super important to really the goal is to bring us together every single thing I do, you know? And so the TEDx talk was another way where I was like, okay, you know, I can use this stage, all these podcasts that I do, it's all around these issues of how do we help raise awareness on these issues? I mean, literally everything I do, yeah. including being a parent to my son and making sure he's exposed to different perspectives and things is about just that raising awareness on this. Cause I don't want, I don't want anybody going through what I went through or how I felt just from my own. So if everybody just looked at their own pain mm -hmm. and said, I'm going to act in a way so that nobody else has to feel your pain, whatever that pain is for you, then we were mission accomplished. We make a huge headway, right? I always say, well, I, I didn't always say this, but someone told me once a long time ago that we'll never die of terminal uniqueness, right? Yes. There's always someone else who's going through the same thing. That totally. Do, right? And that in the end, if we start sharing our story from that place of vulnerability and speaking truth, you know, to what it is that we want to, you know, help you know, educated, perhaps, you know, you know, give a little light where there's some darkness that we can really change lives around us. And then we don't have to do all the work alone because other people will jump in and they'll want to participate as well. And when people come alive mm -hmm. to this world, to this life, to this experience, then we have less people walking numb, just being a victim to anything for that matter, or any kind of nasty behavior or anything like that, because you have agency and you have the words to match that. So, you know, further on, you know, one of the things that I love to do is manifest. And I said to you at the outset, I said, you are really someone who manifests amazing. Tell me a story where something that you were able to manifest came into your life that started you on this journey to believe in the power of intention. Okay, so I'm gonna just share with you the last one. See how quickly that this comes, because this is so huge. Like if you don't get this, then, you know, I, I, I have to start from square one, but, but like, okay, so I have been very intentionally kind of getting up to the point where how can I help? How can I help, right? So I went to law school, I, I did this work, then I decided I'm gonna train and educate, right? And I can't tell you the number of times where I've said in my mind and I've said, God, if I can just be there at the very beginning to sort of help create a better environment, because I believe it's totally possible, right? And create the strategy for this. And guess what? The current, the recent job that I just accepted, right? The CEO of Nobody Studios, Mark McNally, saw what I was out there talking about doing. We've never met in person reached out to me and said, Hey, I'm, I see you're really passionate about workplace wellness and, and, and helping people in raising this awareness. I think I want you to, you know, would you be interested in joining our studio? So I joined and then like three months later, he said, we'd like to offer you the position of chief culture officer to help us draft, create strategy around culture. And we're going to be building 500 companies. And so you get to help be a part of that for 500 companies, not just one company, but for 500 companies. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like talk about man, like that was just, I've had that thought, but had I ever thought and, and that would ever happen, but it's true. We can put that out there and we can make it happen. And not just that, but it, without even meeting me in person. So I just met the leadership team for the first time last week. That's amazing. <laughs> right? So, but you know, you've got stories like this that we can probably talk for another 10 hours, right? Yeah. 
Well, you know, I think I think storytelling certainly brings power to possibility for for sure. I mean, when we share those, like, what what do we do? Like, I always remember, and then I I, I don't know. I I know、uh, the Indian culture. They they share very great meals. I love Indian food.、Mm-hmm. I love Italian food. They go around the table and they share their stories. And my cousin always said to us, the reason why people nowadays are not Well, apt at telling stories, it's because you don't do that anymore. There's no、True. dinner time opportunity. It's like sitting around the campfire and we tell our stories, right? So the bottom line is that how now with this nobody studio? First of all, nobody nobody studio. What's What? that name? We're the best name ever, right? <laughs> What a name! I love it. And the fact of the matter is that I always get excited about. Oh my God! You'll never believe what I happened to me. You know, I, that's like always like I should have a show on. Oh my God! You'll never believe. Totally, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it, Sejal. Well, we, we have to do it because the bottom line is that that is the most fun ever. Oh my God! You'll never believe. And it's、totally. followed by something fun is even better. It's like oh my God! You will never believe what happened to me. And that is the life of someone who's manifesting some magic in their in their existence. You know, and that is and and people start to. Believe that that's a possibility. I was told. The, I said the other day, you know, oh my God, what happens if you're stuck in like something horrible and like the world is blowing up around you? And it's still, oh my God, you can't curse the darkness because if you have a chance to see the light. So where's the light? Find the light. Go find the light. So with you, like I can, I, can, I mean, your beautiful light eyes, your beautiful presence, your beautiful energy. Oh my God! What wonderful things are going to happen to Nobody's Studio because they brought you on. And the reality is, is that you're ready for this opportunity. So I absolutely love this. So you know, going on prioritizing this new season, you obviously have great stuff that's going to happen in front of you. I mean, you have 500 companies that you're going to be the, the officer. Seriously, of what is wrong with me? <laughs> well, it's funny because probably now are not tasked. Like you were before in court when you were litigating, and plus, it doesn't seem like it's something that'll drain you. It'll it'll actually empower your passion, you know. And the whole point was for your audience of a four pound baby, you know, who came into this world. That's right, your audience. So he is the one you are acting for, right? Your you know、totally. your show, your stage, or everything is all toward this little baby or this young man now,、mm-hmm. his own. And and the reality is is that in this new season, a decade. What is what is your oh my god you know I can't wait what's the next thing or for you that you are going to manifest and tools that help you get there? God, you know I don't even know the answer to that question.、Um, I okay, I'll, I'll say this. I have always loved to travel, right? I've always loved to travel. And the other day, this was like two months two months ago. Um, I joined this like festival thing, which is called a bucket list, right? So we had to make these little videos of what's on your bucket list, and I literally had to stop and like think about this because、yeah. I think I've been in like, sur- especially this last year and a half,、yeah. it's like survival mode, man. Like I got to pay my rent every month. Like I'm not thinking about like all of that, like the future, like it's day to day, right?、Yeah. But I had to stop and think about it. So here's what I'm gonna put the intention out there, and if this could manifest before. I have to leave this planet, right? <laughs> Physically leave this planet. 
I would love to see all of the na national parks in the United States. Yay, that's an awesome goal. I would love to do that because I'm a total nature person. That's where I get nurtured. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I'd be so happy if I can just say like, wow, I got to go to have an experience at each one of these and take that in. Um, so that's what I'm going to put out there. That's the intention I'm going to put out there. Okay, so like, let me ask you this. So now that you have the intention, how, what are the tools you would use to have it come to fruition then? So yeah, so I need to start, I need to start doing some research. This is gonna require some planning, right? So I'm gonna really start a journal about like where I kind of wanna go and start mapping that out. And it'll be something that's gonna like, just be in the, in the plan, right? Sort of, sort of let's map this out. And so I already did, I brought a book that said, you know, all the national parks that you need to go to. So that's here already. So I've got that part down. And so now it's just a matter of waiting for this pandemic to go so that I can start saying, where do I start and where do I go? And then just making it happen one by one, right? You're you're in California. I'm I in am. Florida. So, so, you know, it just seems like this, you know, Delta variant won't seem to go away. Obviously there's actions that we all can do and, you know, we take yes. precautions, but the bottom line is yes, we're all planning. We're looking forward to, that's one of the best things you can do for your happiness quotient, right? Is totally. plan something that is exciting. And I love any of you out there who are interested or have, you know, engaged or like gone through the national parks of this country. I know, I know people who've done the baseball tour. Mm -hmm. I think my, my, one of my best friend's father had, had traveled all around the world to see the baseball parks, but national parks, how beautiful, especially if you love mm -hmm. it, it gives you amazing life. But yes, if anyone out there, you know, contact Sajil, she's going to be all ready to receive whatever in manifest. And who knows the different 500 companies, where were they going to be? And maybe you'll have to go visit and who knows if right around the corner, there'll be a park. Who knows? It's going to happen. It's going to happen one way or the other. I'm going to make sure of it, you know, oh because that, that's an, that's an attainable goal. Okay. You know, that, that is totally attainable. I think they've got like over 400 that are like sort of considered, but there's only, I think like less than 80 that are like declared the national park. So I'm going to start with the 80, right? Like that's going to be my goal. That's the intention I'm putting out there is to get through those 80 and anything on top of that. Wonderful. But like, that would be where I'd be happy. I'd be I like, love you. Know, and I wanted to ask you, cause this is something that literally I'm having a problem with now after being 18 months with, with the whole pandemic, you know, you know, I used to be like, go, 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 go. I'm going to go. I'm such an expert. But I yes. a lot more energy to actually go out into the world. It's, it's a little complicated. I can't believe it. I like, I like, I got ready to go out the other night. And I was just like, I sat down and had dinner with my family. We were supposed to go for dr just drinks for God's sake. And I was like, <laughs> I just can't do it. <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with me, but I was just like, oh not good i was like but you know <laughs> a lot of people are dealing with that and i love the fact that you're making a plan mapping out a plan to go you know see these national parks but tell me like i don't know have you come into have you come into you know um an experience like that you know are you are you just you know back into the world are you experiencing you know life again as you knew it or is it different for you as well Oh my God, it's totally different. Are you kidding? I last week, last week was the first time I got on a plane since March of oh, 2000. Wow. Yeah, so um, no, I'm not back into the real world. I've I've literally been home this entire time, except for when I had to leave the house. I've, I've stayed in, and I was totally fine. I'm like you. We we're like really yeah. high performers, like for high achievers, and so for us, this was like a vacation. Like yeah. I was, I, I I even last week when I went to the leadership retreat, and we're going out like I was like 
cashed out after that. I was like, that was, it took all my energy out. It took literally all weekend of just laying in bed and like doing nothing to recover from that. Yeah. But I'll tell you, you know, it's kind of like you, it's kind of like endurance. You have to build it up like a 5k, you know, just to go out the wall. You got to go out like and take a couple steps. Go out oh, yeah. Don't do the things that you used to do, you know, but I think the, the bottom line is that, you know, I think a lot of people might like the pullback, the pause a little bit more than, you know, yes. realizing that that whole whirlwind of a lifestyle before wasn't really something that they want to continue again because yeah, you, and I don't know whether or not it's like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, trying to, you know, roll up again. I watched the Olympics and I get <laughs> screaming at the swimmers, you know, but the bottom line is, is like, I mean, for them, they had a whole year to wait for this. So it was like revved up and then they have to go revved up again. So yeah, to have that, you know, escape velocity, you need to push yourself and then jump and then, you know, who knows what's going to happen next. But, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, like as well, because I know, um, you are a high achiever you are a mover and a shaker you are making magic you know every day even in even in the this this different lifestyle that we've had this last year you know like at this point in time you know with the freedom component i want to go back to that the freedom to make create a new ending what kind of ending have you decided at this point that you want to start creating for yourself you know with travel again obviously that you said that but you know what kind of like vision for your life do you have that switched because you had this period of pause yeah i mean the the biggest gift that i got out of this i never want to repeat the last year and a half of my life ever again but <laughs> the biggest gift i got out of that again looking at perspective right is the element of time you know, I got back like four hours, five hours a day um, to be at home because I cut out that traveling aspect of my life and I was doing everything at home. And so going forward, I'm not willing to give up my time again in that way. Um, I, I'm going to be very protective of my time, if not super intentional about where I spend my time. Yeah. That is a major shift in me going forward. Like that was not my case before. I would spent so much time on things that I was like, what, why I'd be like halfway into the thing. And I'm like, what am I doing here? This sucks. And I'm, I'm still doing this, you know, um, I'm never doing that again. Like I am very intentional about yeah. if I don't want to be there anymore, I'm leaving. I'm not putting myself in situations where I don't want to be. I'm not committing to things that I don't want to do. Like it all has to just be very much centered around my son and time. Like time is a big one for me. So huge lesson. I mean, huge gift to recognize that now yeah. versus 20 years from now. And I'm sitting there and now like, now I've got all the time, but I can't do anything. So I'm yeah. blessed that I learned this lesson quickly. I mean, not quickly, but this past year and a half. And yes, Suzanne's saying yes, boundaries, which is very interesting yes. because, you know, we can, we can, it's funny because we can allow other things to be a priority of our time unless oh, yeah. we set our boundaries, you know, then we'll be able to dictate, you know, or delegate out or dictate how, you know, we want to do that. So, you know, one of the, the things I love about these interviews is that I ask you to set your intention and pick a number that complies with the magical guide to bliss. So let me ask you now, what is your number? And then what is the um, intention you set for tonight? Okay. So the number, and I haven't looked at the book yet. So let me grab it here. Um, and so the number I'm going to pick is going to be 202. 
So I don't know where that goes. Okay. Do I just do I just turn to page two hundred and two? Two hundred and two, absolutely. And okay. tell us what your intention was for this evening for yourself, for the audience, for anyone who who happens upon this interview. Okay, so I, my intention was to just have a great conversation, to have fun today, right? Okay, yeah. so <laughs> it's already done, I think, because I had the same intention. So the two of us met there for sure. So go ahead, tell me what your your synchronistic uh, page number would be at this point. Okay, first of all, this is super like talk about like serendipity or whatever. So two hundred two is my favorite number, right? Uh, it used to be it used to be one hundred and one because I always loved the number two. Then when my father passed away in two thousand twelve. Oh. Right, he passed away. I had a dream about him, and he said, "When you you love the number two because it's one one you plus me equals two. And so he, in a dream, came to me after he passed away and handed me a note that had the number one oh one on it. So one being me, him being on the other side, and I would meet him someday. So one oh one has been my number. Then after my son was born, I added one to each one because it's oh, two plus it. two. So two hundred and two is like my favorite number. Oh, this awesome. num this falls on July second, which is the day he was born. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, July second is the day he was born. Oh my and god. This and the the thing is, it says, "Be authentically you." Oh, I love it! Oh my god, I love it! So, what I would ask is if you read uh, the quote and then read whatever jumps out at you in the passage that you see that would speak to to what you just said because that's beautiful. And everyone yeah. saying that Leslie is saying that <laughs> Suzanne's saying I'm crying. So wow. yeah, you you clearly touched a. A good nerve with others. <laughs> wow. Um, so the quote is, "You may, you may as well be yourself. Everyone else has been taken." By go. Oscar Wilde. I love um, so I love all of this. It just. So I'll read you just a couple of things. It says, "For this life, God has given you everything you needed the day you entered the world, and you shall have everything to sustain you until the last day you're on your earth." Shine bigger and better. Get in touch with your internal spirit, and allow that inner flow to just burst out of you. Wow! <laughs> I love that, and it complies with your two hundred two too. It's like a message from beyond. I love that. That's awesome. And then the magical key to bliss: choose to see the beauty in the differences. Oh my God! I love that. What? <laughs> I'm like what? Well, before the show because you'll realize there's oh with what you pick and and you know that's the kind of fun part for me is I like to like sit back and look where people fall you know where they fall on themselves so with regard to the messages they get so that's absolutely beautiful you know say that one more time that magical key to bliss because I think it's really good for you for everyone to hear especially oh yeah oh my god I would love to choose to see the beauty in the differences oh my wow. god I love that that's awesome. And I and I do think that that is exactly what you're teaching other people mm. is to find the beauty in the differences and realize that this is only going to better your life rather than deplete it. And at the end of the day, I'm going to leave everyone with this last beautiful mm. quote that you sent to me. I absolutely love it. It's your soul knows. Tell me a little bit about that because it is absolutely uplifting and inspiring and it doesn't take any effort, which is one of my favorite words, effortless. So mm -hmm. tell me what you think about that. 
Yeah, by the way, I'm going to totally add that magical key to my LinkedIn profile right after we're done. <laughs> For sure. Okay. For sure. Um, For sure. So, so this quote is just super important to me. Um, you know, in my life, I've always said, I'm, I've said this many times in my life to people, like when I've dated somebody or to my friends, I've always said, like, I've always felt like I'm trying to get back to that inner child in me, that little girl, the little sage, I call her. Right. And so I've always said, I'm trying to go back to this. And, but you know, when life happens and there's all this stuff that goes on and then you start to question your worth and you start to see yourself through other people's eyes. And so a lot of the times I've started to question my own self-worth, my own self-confidence, like, you know, and, and, and sort of struggled with who, who I truly am. And what I've, what I've realized is every time I was challenged and I started getting further away from that inner child, that little girl in me, I struggle so hard because that just wasn't who I was. And so, so the minute when I, when I realized that this is all an evolution and I stopped fighting that and I just let go of like resisting rather than just sort of accepting and trusting the process and saying that your inner child is there and it knows and just let things accept the way things are unfolding. And I started doing that. My life started to change you know, in, in all good ways. And that doesn't mean I, I don't have challenges as last year and a half, like, holy crap, like, <laughs> like right? Like I was seriously like, how am I going to get out of this mess? But, but still, I just trust the, I trust the process. I really do. Which is really another profound quote coming from your mouth to everyone is trust the process because really I, and I love my, my favorite quote that I've been living by for the last two years is, you know, live life as if everything is rigged in your favor. Mm. So if that's the case and your soul knows, then everything like you ever needed was born in you with you mm. at the beginning. And if you just keep trusting the fact that, you know, you may fall and stumble along the way, but realizing that, you know, your soul knows you're going to be okay. And I literally just rhymed again, but I, I <laughs> like, you know, I have to say one of the most beautiful things is when a soul sees another soul and you recognize yourself there and the sharing of the stories and the vulnerability and also the guidance because you are literally guiding other people to live a better life and giving them those tools to help them along so that they don't have to live hate or anger or nastiness but freeing them really is to create the new ending freeing them to have a different existence which i think is just fantastic and you are fantastic and tell everybody where they can find you because i think i think it is super important that if people have questions with regard to how they can be a better you know citizen of the world right if they can come to you and ask you those questions i'm sure sure you'll be willing to help them as well and you know Suzanne is saying another wonderful guest and new friend for us all mm. so congratulations you are really an amazing person so tell us where can we find you yeah thank you thank you suzanne um uh, yeah so i'm the only social media platform i'm on is linkedin so if you're on there definitely follow me because i'm always putting out resources and videos and articles and anything to get my hands on that relates to the topics that i'm out there being passionate about um so linkedin would be the best way if you're interested in sort of the workshops that i'm out there offering you can go to my company's website it's trainextra.com there's no e in the extra and that would be the way to reach out to me Okay, so, and I also want to make sure everyone knows that the title of her TEDx is 
the pain, power, and paradox of, paradox of bias. Her name is Sejal, S-E-J-A-L, Thacker, T-H-A-K-K-A-R. And please go look at it. It's really beautifully done. Her story is beautiful. What she's doing from her her beginning, you know, pain and what she's doing to help everyone and in every context is really amazing. And I really encourage you to reach out to her on LinkedIn. She is a superstar. She is amazing. She will lift your day. She'll be that 15 minutes of positive interaction that you might need. And certainly she has left us with some beautiful, you know, embracing the differences that, you know, we all have. We're really more like a filled with abundance mentality and trusting the process as well. So I always like to give my guests the final word of inspiration to leave everybody who has graced us with their presence tonight with something to take away and I'll leave it to you. Yeah, just, you know, I love, I love everything that we've talked about and thank you again for having me here. I think it's all I would say is, look, just start with yourself, you know, just start to do the work on yourself and understand your own preconceived notions and we all have different unconscious biases it's normal but as you do the work on yourself everything else starts to align right you start seeing positive things and then it starts to spread right so just start with yourself and just start to understand and learn and yeah. to love yourself right i love that and, and you know once you start with yourself that's not bad it's being self-full not mm -hmm. selfish and you know we can bring more to the plate when we actually take care of ourselves so with that i just want to remind everybody that my book butterfly awakens is coming out on september 7th 2021 so you know go out there and get your pre-orders today once again i want you to go contact sejal she is amazing and she is going to do really wonderful things she's working with nobody's studio now which i love that's crazy i think it's amazing and you know we're always here to you know engage and help manifest magic in all of your lives i'm so grateful to sejal and also all of you for joining us today so all of you i want you to remember that it's time to manifest the life of your dreams it's time to move forward thank you so much all of you thank you sejal i want to support all of you being the deliberate creators of your life dream big and let us all raise the positive vibes on this planet and let us love ourselves like she said exactly where we are acceptance in the moment so we can be the change we wish to see in the future be bold be awakeners and yes now it's time for all of us to fly i believe in all of you thank you so much again and have a wonderful wonderful rest of your evening everyone manifest away bye